This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, and it says, Today I have given you the choice. This is God telling you, he's given you a choice. You know, you understand a choice? You want chocolate or vanilla? I say, yes. <laughs> I have them both. <laughs> Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. God says, I'm calling on heaven and earth to witness the choice. You made a choice. And sometimes when people have a choice, they're unaware of this, but not to make a choice is to make a choice. If, if you fall in the water and I'm going, here, I'm going to throw you a rope to pull you out, you know. If you choose not to grab the rope, that means you choose just to stay in the water, right? Anyhow, it says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses, and now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God and obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long. The Bible says life and death, blessings and curses are a choice. And we make such choices on a daily basis. We really, really do. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, and this is in the King James Bible, it says, death and life are, where? In the, the power of what? Your little red wagon. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You can speak life and you can speak death to people in the power of your tongue. You know, there's this great power of words. And we just need to remember this. And we, the Bible says it very clearly that you were created in the image of God. And we are the only creature that God created that really has intelligent conversation. Oh, a lot of animals can communicate with each other. It's just like, I'm over here, I'm over here, you know, things like that. But it's not intelligent conversation. It really isn't, you know. But we are created, the Bible says we're created in the image of God. And if you'll think of it for a moment, when God created the, the, the heavens and the earth and the planet, how did he do it? And then when it came time to create light, how did he do it? He spoke it. He said, let there be light. There was power in his spoken word. And light was. And we were created in his image. And I'm going to tell you, if you grew up in a home where someone was always telling you something like, you were a mistake. You were an accident. You are a loser. You are a failure. What are you doing? You're speaking death. You're creating that because you and I were created in the image of God. And we need to be speaking what God's word says. And not just speaking those negative thoughts out there all the time to people. We need to speak life to one another. 
And the more of God's word you get in you, the more life you can speak. Have you ever heard the uh, saying, it's like uh, loose lips, sink ships. Just some words, information that gets out there, and, and, and it's harmful. It really is, you know. And so there's life and death in the power of our tongue, for, for good or for evil in the power of our tongue. I'm going to read it one more time. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it, death or life, shall eat the fruit or the consequences thereof, you know. Think about that. We're going to eat the fruit of what we say. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we should be talking that way. I think we should be saying what the Bible says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We need to be speaking life. We, we really do because there's power in the, the words that we say. It really is. Now, there's four Words that changed my life. When I asked Susan, I said, will you marry me? You know, and then one word changed her life. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you think of that words are, are powerful, you know, the power of our speech, you know. It's one of the greatest powers that God has given unto us, you know, created in his image, just like him. And we can speak life. We really, really can. Let me read you... Uh, Proverbs 18.21, once again out of the Message Bible, and it says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Hmm. Life and death is a choice that you and I make with our words. You remember Queen Esther? Queen Esther in the Old Testament, and she was a Jewish girl, and she ended up marrying the king? And then Haman, one of the king's right-hand men, was going to wipe out all the Jews on the planet, and nobody knew she was a Jew yet. But then she chose to go and say, King, Haman is going to wipe out all my family, all my loved ones. She took a stand, and in those days, because of events that had happened, when she went to the king uninvited, she had a, a, a serious chance of being killed. That was just the way the law was back in those days. And she went before him anyhow, and she took a stand, and by her word says, please, king, don't allow Haman to destroy all my family, the Jewish nation. So she took a stand. She spoke up. And we see things like this throughout the Bible, you know. We see a witness go in a courtroom, and he takes a witness stand, and if, you know, someone's falsely accused, he goes, well, I was at such and such a place, and I saw such and such a person do this and this and this, and they go free because of someone spoke up. Our words have life in them, and when you and I speak to other people who are hopeless and who are down and out, you know, we tell them about the goodness of Almighty God and how God's not mad at them, and he'll forgive them. You know, you know I'm a firm believer in another chance. You know, I don't very often talk about a second chance because we use that, that one up when? Long time ago. We're way on, way beyond the second chance. God loves us and we need to use our mouth to encourage other people to speak life to them. We really do. Listen to what it says in Matthew chapter 12 verse 33. It says here, a tree 
is identified by its fruit. If there's this big old orange thing hanging on a tree, what kind of tree is it? An orange tree. If there's an apple hanging on it, what kind of tree is it? It's an apple tree. And we can go on and on and on and on and on with that. But listen to what he says. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. See, our heart overflows through our mouth. I can hang around with you for a few hours, and before long, I know what's in your heart because it's going to come out your mouth. You're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about what's in your heart. It's just going to overflow through your mouth. Anybody you hang around with for a little while, you know what's in their heart. You will know because you know, it's going to overflow out of their mouth. It's our heart, not the dictionary that gives meaning to our words, you know. And so my question to you is, what's the condition of your heart? Because it's going to overflow through your mouth. You ever hear, you know, uh, the statement? Uh, and I know it was years and years and years ago when I heard it first, especially back in the Western days, you know. And it was a statement that I often heard and it said, a man is only as good as his word. Well, that's not relevant today, is it? I mean, politicians and lawyers and all this stuff, they know that people don't tell the truth no more. That's why they have to have contracts and they have to have legal documentation because men don't mean what they say no more, right? We should speak the truth. We really should. How good are your words? When you say yes, do you mean yes? When you say no, do you mean no? It's very important for us to think about this. Verse uh, 35 here in Matthew 12, verse 35, it says, A good person produces, which means creates. It means to bring into being. A good person produces good things, you know, from his words overflowing through his mouth, you know. It says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. From the treasury or, or from this reservoir of a good heart. Now, let me see here. Okay, I have a, a little treasury here. You know, I got all kinds of treasures in here, you know. And it says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he brings forth good things. And uh, let me see how, how that goes. Then he goes on to say, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces or brings into being evil things, you know, from the treasury of an evil heart. And I've got an evil treasury here. Ah. Uh, you might not want to see this. It's empty. It's hollow. It's shallow. I really intended to throw a bunch of garbage in there, but I was thinking around to it. So. But, you know, which one represents you? Do you have some good stuff in the treasury of your heart and it overflows to your mouth? Or is your... your I tell you, Susan and I watch this thing on... Uh, YouTube a couple of days ago 
and was in the Everglades. This guy was catching some creatures out there, and he took a friend of his with him. And that friend of his was an adult. He was out of school, out of college, but in his whole life, he only learned about six words. And you don't think he went to college? Well, he was profane. And all he knew was about six words, and he just kept repeating them over and over and over and over. And they were filthy, and they were vile. I'm feeling sorry for the guys like, don't you know any more words than that, you know? You always want to put holy in front of them, too. Holy blank and holy blank this and holy blankety blank that and holy blankety blank. You're going, why does somebody want to put holy in front of these horrible words, you know? And I can tell you where it comes from, it comes from the enemy of our soul. But all he could say is about six words. And, and while I watch this other guy who was uh, out there and he was catching animals and creatures and these Burmese pythons and all, this other guy could just only speak out foul, filthy words. And he probably had no idea what he was doing. You know, and he surely needed to find a good book that he can learn some good words out of, you know. I wanted just to send him a dictionary to find some better words than the ones he was using. I really did. But anyhow, he had an evil treasure of his heart because all he had is vile words. He only, he only had about six words that he could say over and over and over again. But let me, let me just read this again. We're going to move on. It says in Matthew 12, 33, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good... His fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 31 says, and this is in the Message Bible, it says a good person's mouth is a clear fountain of wisdom. A foul mouth is a stagnant swamp, you know. And Susan and I, I was trying to watch this little thing in the Everglades and all, and it just, the whole place become a stagnant swamp. It's like I wanted to watch it, but the guy was so vile, you know. It was just terribly polluted. He goes on to say here in verse 32, the speech of a good person clears the air. The words of the wicked pollute it. And that one was polluted really, 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 really bad, you know. So what are you pumping, you know, into other people's tanks? You know, maybe they're kind of empty. What are you pumping into their tanks? There's a, a song that we used to sing years ago, and it went like this. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It's based on the scripture. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. What about you? Do you have a river of life coming out of your mouth? Comes from your heart? You know, think about it. Is your mouth a river of life or a toxic waste dump, you know? And you know something, we don't, would you allow someone to take a few gallons of toxic waste and say, hey, bend your head up and pour it in your ear? Would you? No. But do we allow people to pour toxic waste with their words into our ears? We need to say, you know, I don't care to hear that. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, why would you want to come and pollute my ears because your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. Stuff gets in your heart through your eyes and through your ears. 
That's just the way it is. Anyhow, let me go on to uh, verse, uh, let me see, where am I at? 36 here. It says, and I'll tell you this. This is Jesus talking. And I tell you this, you must give an account. When? On judgment day. When we stand before Almighty God, he forgives us when we confess our sins to him. He says, I'll tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every, what kind of word? It didn't say profane, vile, evil. It said just idle. That just means a careless word. We got to give, because if we have so much potential to be speaking life, and if we just don't use it, we're just idle, careless words. And then the Bible says, you know, we're going to have to give account to God if we take his name in vain. The Bible is very clear about that. But he says even here that we're going to have to give account of every idle, idle word that we speak. You know, I want you to understand something, though. You can change the world. You, every one of you here, you can change the world by changing your words. You really can. You can give people hope. You can inspire their faith. You can encourage them. You genuinely can if you think about that, you know. And then he goes on to say, verse 37, it says, the words that you say will either acquit you, which means to clear, to release, you know, to set you free. The words that you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So we need to think before we speak, you know. Make sure that your your mind is running before your mouth gets into gear, you know. Have you ever said something that you regretted? Just about everybody, you know. I was reading about this woman who had developed a serious throat condition and was told that her vocal cords needed total rest. And she wasn't supposed to talk for six months. Can you imagine not talking for six months? With a husband and six children, this seemed impossible. But she cooperated, and when she needed the children, she blew a whistle. And she wrote out instructions and answers to questions on slips of paper. The six months finally passed, and she recovered, and her observations were revealing. She said, I don't think I'll ever shout like I used to. When asked about the notes, she said, you'd be surprised how many notes I had written, nasty notes, or full of anger, and then I crumpled them up and threw them into the wastebasket before anyone could ever see them. Seeing my words kept me from saying many of them. Just the fact that she wrote down, I can't believe I was saying stuff like that. And life and death is in the power of your tongue, and we're starting a, a new year, a new decade. Why don't we speak life? Why don't we speak life at every opportunity that we have, you know? Our words are like the buttons on our elevator. Some of the buttons take you up, some of the buttons take you down, you know? So I like the idea of you speaking words to me, it's going to lift me up. What, what about you? Don't you like people to lift you up? You don't want people tearing you down all the time. That's for sure. This is what it says here in Proverbs 6, verse 2. It says, you are snared. You understand what a snare is? Now, I am very familiar with snares. I love snares. They're illegal in Connecticut. But if we were in a survival situation, you can come into my house and you can eat plenty of food because I know how to catch them critters out there. Okay? 
I'm just telling you, that's just the way it is. A snare is a trap. It's just a piece of cable. And how you set it up, how you put it on a branch of a tree, and you can, it's a trap. A snare is a very efficient and a very effective trap. And it says here, you are snared or you are trapped by the words of your mouth. Hmm. As I said a while ago, has, has your words ever got the rest of your body in trouble? It happens sometimes, you know. And if you'll change your words, I'm telling you, you'll change your world. Your world, your family's world, the people that you work with, your community's world. If you change your words, you'll change your world. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let, what's that word? Everything. What percentage is everything? 100%. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. The words that we say, let it be good and let it be helpful to, to, to bring people up, to lift them up, to encourage them, you know. Now, some people just say, well, I just got to speak my mind, you know. You ever heard somebody say that? It's like, well, this justifies it because you got to speak your mind. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, we will speak the truth in love. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to speak my mind. I'm just going to speak the truth. Is it possible to speak the truth not in love? And, and you can be derogatory. You can be insulting. You can be degrading. And you can be speaking the truth about a situation, but there's no love in your heart at all. And you can speak the same thing in a very positive way and help somebody, couldn't you? You could. It's a choice that you're going to. I'm making it says here, and it tells us what's happened when you speak the truth, not just the truth, but when you speak the truth in love. It says, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. So you want to speak the truth? You want to help somebody? You want to help them mature, help them grow? Well, speak the way Jesus would speak. You can speak the truth, and you can help change your direction. You can change your world, and you can speak it in love. And that is a choice. And the Bible advocates for us to speak the truth in love. In love because you love people, because you care about people. And it says here in Proverbs 15, verse 1, it says, A gentle answer, an answer is words, you know, you answer something, a gentle answer deflects anger. It, it prevents anger. It deflects it. It, you know, sends it up yonder way. Gentle Answer. Gentle words deflects anger, but harsh, that's some unkind words, but harsh words make tempers flare. Have you ever been there? Harsh words, unkind words. It makes the tempers flare, like throwing gas on a fire. It's already going there. Verse 4 says, here in Proverbs 15, it says, kind words heal. And help. Kind words do. do. Do you like, you know, the idea that you can do something that's extremely health-giving to another person? It says kind words heal. You can help bring about healing in someone's life. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak joy. Speak life to other people. Kind words heal and help. Cutting. You understand cutting? 
You know I'm going to do this, don't you? Well, what happens when you get cut? You bleed. It hurts. You ever speak cutting words? We can do that, but we don't have to. It's our choice. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and, and maim. Are your words productive or are your words destructive? We're starting a brand new year. And let's, let's just make a decision right now that my words are going to be productive this year. I'm going to push the up button and we're going to take everybody up. I, my words are going to help people. My words are going to uh, bring healing to people. It's going to build their faith and give them hope. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. I'm going to speak life to my friends and my family and my loved ones and those who are in my sphere of influence. I'm going to speak life to them. It is our choice. It is our choice how we speak. And I think, you know, as we start in the new year, it's a good time for us just to make a decision how we're going to speak in the future. Um, actually, I think I need one volunteer. Just one, and I promise not to hurt you. Okay. Now, these are clean. This is a brand new bag. You know what these are? Are you a certified doctor? I am not. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I know. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. But what would you call these? Do you know? Tongue depressor. A tongue depressor. What do you do with it? Stick it in your tongue. You do what? Press your tongue down. Can you show us how to do that? You got some medical background? A little bit? I'm going to tell you something. We could not find these. We had to look everywhere to find them. If, and we got some real high-end first aid kits around here, some real high-end ones that guys on the ambulance go like, how come you got such nice first aid kits? But they don't have a tongue depressor in it. And I'm glad. I think they should all disappear from the planet. We don't need to depress our tongue. <laughs> Do we need a depressed tongue? No. We need an encouraging tongue, not a depressed one. Now, you can have that one for free, okay? Thank you for helping me out there, brother. Appreciate it. Give him another hand, would you? I don't like a depressed tongue, okay? So let's make sure that our tongue is encouraging other people and not depressing them, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it says... Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement. That your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Make sure you're not depressing people, but make sure you're encouraging people. I mean, would to God that all tongue depressors were banned from the earth. You know, we don't need no help depressing our tongue. You know, and it comes from a depressed heart oftentimes, you know. So anyhow, let me read it to you in another translation in Ephesians 4.29. It says, watch the way you talk. It means pay attention to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. It says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Say only what helps. 
I like the message translation. Listen to what it says. Each word, a gift. Is each word that you're saying a gift? Many of you have given me a gift of words, of encouragement. And I was like, thank you so much. Isn't it nice to receive a gift of a positive word? Sure is. It just takes us to a whole nother level, like on that elevator I'm, I was talking about there. Each word a gift. And we all need such gifts of encouraging words from one another. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, it says, The words of the godly encourage what? Many. Many. And then it says in Colossians 4 6, it says, Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the worst in others. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have misread that. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation. You know, fill their tank up. Not put them down, you know. Your words can refresh and and encourage those who are discouraged. And and many people who are ready to give up. And you know, last week, Mike Kane, his lesson was never give up. And it's our words can give people hope. We're not, not ever willing to give up. The enemy of our soul is the one who wants us to throw in the towel and quit and give up and discourage everybody else. But we need to, we need to be filled with hope and faith. We really do, you know. Your words can give life or your words can give death to a relationship. It really can, you know. Um, Proverbs 16.23 says, from a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are, what's that word? Persuasive. The words of the wise are credible. You know, they're convincing. When you use wisdom, the wisdom of Almighty God, it gives hope to people. It persuades them that there is a better way. It's credible that God loves me and he cares about me. And, and, and I want to read the manufacturer's handbook. I want to see what makes me tick. I'm creating the image of God. And, and how should I be living my life? What kind of words should I be saying? But it says in Proverbs 16, 23 and 24, it says, From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey. Is that my wife? I call her honey. Well, let me see here. Uh, do I have anything here that I could use in this particular situation? I'm always looking for an opportunity to eat during the service, you know. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Any of you guys like honey? Well, I could just probably just not even put the cat back on her and just go for it, I reckon. Let's see here. Mmm. Did you know if you use honey that is made within 10 miles of your house, it helps you to come o- overcome all kinds of allergies? The bees are f- using the pollen and all the stuff from your area? Wow. <laughs> Just in case there's an allergy trying to get me 
I better be, oh, you know what? I would like to share it, but I don't think I have enough. <laughs> oh, man. Woo-hoo. Did you know that honey, in reality, is better than white sugar? If you're going to sweeten something, it's better to do it with honey. You know, that's a God, God thing. Talks about the land of frozen milk and honey, right? You know why it says the land of frozen milk and honey? It talks about if it's milk, it means that the livestock is, is reproducing like crazy. Lots of milk there because they're giving birth. And it flows with milk and honey. If there's honey, that means there's all kinds of flowers and blossoms. There's all kinds of fruit and stuff around. Well, the scripture that we just read, <clears throat> well, I should probably try a little bit more of that. Uh, I think I got my mustache. Mm. Mm. It's multi-purpose, you know. So I get, my hair was sticking up a little bit. Okay. Mm. Mm, my fingers are sticky. Ah, woohoo! Say, where was I at? Okay, it says here in Proverbs 16, 24, it said kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Honey is healthy for your body. Genuinely, it is. And it's sweet to the soul. Kind words. Unkind words is just the opposite. It's pushing the down button on the elevator, taking you to the lowest place you can go to, discouraging you, depressing you, you know. said, kind words are like honey. You all understand honey? You know what? I'm about running out of time, so I better just wait on that a little bit, I suppose. I sure wish I had a lot more honey that I could share with you guys, but... I'm almost out, you know. Okay. Proverbs 19, 14. And I, I pray this every day of my life. It says, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, because that's where our words come from, from our heart. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, you know what I'm thinking about, be pleasing to you, O Lord, my God. And my Redeemer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you, my Lord, my God, my Redeemer. You're saying, Lord, and that should be our prayer. Lord, help my words to minister life. Speak life. Help me to speak life of my words. Help me to think about positive things that I'll be speaking life to other people. It's a choice that we make. Everybody's got to make their own choice, you know. And there's this powerful reaction when our faith and our confession, our words, when our faith and our words collide, something happens. When our faith and our words collide. And here's a good example of it right here in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says, for if you confess with your mouth, confession is speaking words with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, this is that faith issue, colliding, your faith colliding with your words, 
If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from your sin, forgiven for your sin. Your name written in the book of life. You'll live with him forever. And he goes on to say, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth, that's words, that you're saved. Powerful. Here's some principles here in in the Bible that are life-changing and you will change your world in 2020 if you'll change your words. Mark chapter 11, verse 19 says... I still, I still feel sticky. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> I didn't bring a towel with me. I'm sorry. Okay. It says here in Mark chapter 11, verse 19, it says, That evening Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed this fig tree that he had cursed, that Jesus had cursed because it was, uh, you know, barren, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots off. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day. And he's saying, look, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed, you spoke those words to, it has withered and it has died. And then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. And then Jesus said, I tell you the truth. And you know that he tells us the truth in love. He doesn't do it to try to hurt our feelings or something. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. And that's what you would expect him to tell us. I tell you the truth. You, you, would you look to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. He's talking about you, 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 you guys watch Online, he's talking about you, and you up there sitting in the waving at me there. Yeah, he's talking to you. <laughs> he says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Would you read with me the next four words? And it will happen. Now, I didn't write that, this is in the Bible. They go, well, I don't need a mountain just to go be thrown into this. Do you have a mountain of doubt or a mountain of fear or a mountain of sickness or a mountain of debt? Do you have a mountain of problems in your relationship? Do you have mountains of troubles coming against you? <coughs> Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Jesus said this, and it will happen. And you might be sitting here this morning and going like, well, I don't believe it will. And your mountain ain't going to ever move. But the man or the woman who says, you know what? I'm going to take God's word and I'm going to put it to the test. I, you know, faith comes by hearing his word. And I'm going to speak to this mountain of problems that's coming to me at me. this mountain of fear. And I'm going to tell it to be gone and cast it into the sea. Jesus said, I tell you, the truth, you can say, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. 
You know, life and death is in the power of your tongue, you know. Your words can either be productive or destructive. And then he says, verse 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Isn't prayer used to include words? Even if you just say them silently, there's words that you're praying. I tell you the truth, he's telling us here. I tell you, you can pray for anything. What percentage is anything? 100%. You can pray for anything. That's talking about words. And if you believe you've received it, it will be yours. So we need to be positive as we go into this new year and we go into this new decade. You know, because if if you're speaking death, well, then don't be surprised when all the bad stuff is going on. But, you know, some people walk around all the time. That just drives me at the wall. I kind of imagine coming to your house and you're climbing walls and stuff like that, you know. That scared me to death. I don't use words like that. I just don't. And there's lots of things that people say, well, you can't do that. And I'm going, oh, yes, I can. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he says that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. And what we need to do is learn what his word says and speak his word. Not arrogantly, but in all humility, speak the truth and speak it in love and give hope and encouragement and another chance to other people. And and I'm going to tell you, your world will be better. And this coming year, and I I believe with all that I am, I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe, and we need to believe the best is yet to come. And, and we're on difficult times as far as what we see going on in our world, but we can draw so much closer to God in difficult times that happen in our world, we can be a blessing to other people, can't we? We can encourage them and we can lift them up and we can give them hope. And we know we're just pilgrims passing through for a season and we know there's a heaven that awaits us and we know that there's our loved ones who've gone on before us are awaiting us and we'll get there one day and that's okay. That's a positive thing. That's not a negative thing. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God, but we can be positive until that day comes and we can encourage other people and help other people along speak life to each other. And I think it's very appropriate for us to ask our father to forgive us for all the harm that we have done with our words. Because we do that sometimes, don't we? I need one more volunteer. Just one more volunteer. You know, there's water. Somebody spilled water all over here. It's making it very slippery up here, you know? I see one volunteer. Just one. Just one. Wow! This is a courageous man here, I tell you. Well, I got some little sticky notes here. Can I, can I? Well, you volunteered, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Sticky note. It says you can't do anything right. How does that make you feel? It it ain't helping, is it? It's not helping me, though. It's not helping. Here's another one. What's that say? You're a loser. No, not me. That's yours. That's that's yours. <laughs> Let me see. You were a mistake. You were an accident. Is this is this stuff building you up? No, You're going, isn't. I'll never volunteer again. <gasps> <laughs> now I like that. It don't even stick to you. 
That's what I'm talking about. And people who are going to say things to you in the future, are you going to leave those things on you? That's what I'm talking about. We're going to cast those things down. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says that we need to cast down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You know, and I don't need to receive it. You don't, how'd you do that? It just fell off of you over there. We don't need to allow the negative things, words of death, to stick to us. We need to cast those things down. And don't allow them to stick to you. And one of the best ways you can make it not stick is by when, you know, someone says, well, you can't do that. It's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we can speak what God's word says, and they won't stick. And we need to cast those things off of us and not allow them. Somebody might say, you were a mistake or you're a loser. It's like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm a child of God, and I've been forgiven. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. We need to speak what the word says. Hey, would you give this guy another hand for helping us out? And can you pick those up for me there? Thank you, sir. I think he needs another hand. Make sure he's feeling good. Okay. Boy, this is so slippery up here. Somebody spilled water up here. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I wasn't going to play another song for you, but I really don't have the time that uh, I need. So I'll share that song with you at another time. But there, before we pray, there is a verse in the Bible that does kind of relate to us. And it talks about offering your body as a living sacrifice to God, considering all he's done for us to offer our body. Now, let me ask you, is your mouth and your tongue part of your body? So why don't we just do that? It's just to offer to God our, our body, our entire being. And as we launch into a new year, especially our mouth and our tongue, and let's choose to be a people who are speaking life. No more tongue depressors for us, you know. We're going to speak encouraging words, and we're going to speak words that takes people up higher to a whole nother level and not depress them and pull them down. So let's bow our heads if we could together. Father, I thank you for the men and the women who are in this building today, and I thank you that your word does not return void, but it, it causes things to happen. It produces the fruit that you sent it to produce. And Lord, may we become more encouraging than we've ever been. And may we all become men and women who speak life to one another and even speak life to ourselves and that we'll never, ever again let those negative words stick to us, but we'll cast them down. We'll take those things off. Help us, almighty God, to speak those words that are like honey, that bring health and healing to people and just revives their soul. Help us, Almighty God, to take these simple principles that we're learning from your word and apply them. Help us, Almighty God, in 2020 to change our world by changing our words. As our heads are bowed, I would ask you, if you would, to just to reaffirm your faith with me as we launch out into a new year, we declare who Jesus is. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. So whether you're in this building or you're watching online, would you join us as we reaffirm our faith or maybe declare our faith for the very first time. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. And I believe that the best is yet to come.
I believe that you sent your son Jesus and he paid for all my sins. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I welcome him into my life as my savior, as my Lord, and as my king. Forgive me for all my sins, Lord. And I receive that forgiveness right now. Help me, almighty God, this year to speak life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.